Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast number 34. Trooper shot during traffic stop, officer wounded in 2018 makes return to the streets, and Idaho repeat offender faces life in prison. From Pennsylvania, Newsweek reports say Pennsylvania state trooper is expected to recover after he was shot by a handcuffed suspect during a traffic stop, authorities said, Robert William Ransom, 20 was stopped by troopers on Lincoln Way East near Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania State Police said in a news release, troopers suspected Ransom was driving under the influence after they observed traffic violations shortly after 2 a.m., an altercation occurred between Ransom and two state troopers as they were conducting field sobriety testing, as the troopers attempted to place Ransom into custody. He pulled out a handgun and shot one of the troopers, Pennsylvania State Police said. Penley reported that Ransom allegedly opened fire and wounded training officer trooper Jason Brindle despite being handcuffed at the time. An affidavit stated that trooper Michael Garbasek was working a patrol shift in the early hours of February 29 with Brindle when they spotted a Nissan Altima speeding west along Lincoln Way East. It added that Garbasek told investigators that after stopping Ransom's vehicle, he and Brindle had smelled marijuana and asked Ransom to get out of the car. Garbasek said Brindle had patted down Ransom and did not find any weapons. As the troopers were attempting to arrest Ransom, Garbasek said the suspect began to resist so the troopers had pushed him against the hood of their patrol car, the affidavit said, but all three ended up on the ground and Garbasek pulled Ransom's arms out from under him to place him in handcuffs. Ransom continued to resist and during the struggle. Garbasek said he heard a gunshot and then saw Ransom, still handcuffed, holding a silver gun in his hands. Garbasek grabbed the gun and threw it before tackling Ransom to the ground. According to Penlive, other troopers arrived at the scene and found Brindle had been shot in the pelvic area. Ransom was taken into custody without any injuries. The trooper was flown to a nearby hospital in a stable condition. Trooper Megan Ammerman confirmed that the wounded trooper has since been released from hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. Ransom was booked into Franklin County Jail and denied bail. He is facing numerous charges in connection with the incident, including attempted murder of a law enforcement officer and aggravated assault. According to online court records, he is also charged with carrying a firearm without a license and driving under the influence. From Lincoln, Nebraska, Channel 8 reports a Lincoln officer shot in line of duty in 2018 makes his return to the streets. On December 28, 2018, Lincoln police officers Joshua Atkinson and Kyle Russell responded to a domestic disturbance call, where they learned that suspect was armed with a knife. The call quickly turned violent, the knife was presented, while fending off that attack. Officer Russell was stabbed during that process and he tried to end the fight by firing, discharging his firearm. And unfortunately during that incident I was the lucky recipient of one of his rounds, says Officer Atkinson during an exclusive interview with Channel 8 Eyewitness News on Monday, but four surgeries, months of rehab and more than a year later, Atkinson is finally back in full uniform and back to patrolling the streets, it's surreal, I mean there was a time they weren't sure I was going to make it back so the fact that I'm actually wearing my uniform and out driving a police car and responding to calls it's kinda. It's a great feeling, Atkinson says, his 12 years of experience and training, plus a little bit of adrenaline, it was Atkinson says helped him remain calm during the situation, even after being shot, 
it was hard to manage not being able to physically do what I wanted to do when I knew what needed to be done but couldn't do it but the other officers on scene did a great job of making sure everything was taken care of, Atkinson says the outpouring of support from his family, friends, the department and the city of Lincoln was another major aspect of his recovery, and even after the frightening event, he wasn't going to give up his dream job, to be honest with you. This is the only thing I've ever wanted to do. I couldn't think of another job I would do so it wasn't an option for me just to decide not to come back. From Brevard, Florida, Florida Today reports a Brevard County Sheriff's deputy shot and wounded an armed carjacking suspect at a busy Merritt Island intersection, ending a series of attempted car thefts and an hours-long search. The unidentified deputy, who at one point was aided by an off-duty security guard, was not injured. Sheriff's officials said, the wounded carjacking suspect, identified as William Dixon of Coco, fought with deputies as he was being restrained and taken to a nearby hospital for treatment of his injuries, Dixon's condition was not immediately known, but his injuries were not believed to be life-threatening, law enforcement authorities said, our deputy was facing down the suspect, Sheriff Wayne Ivey said during an afternoon news conference, our deputy shot multiple times with significant injuries to the suspect. Ivy said nothing immediately indicated that Dixon, armed with a 9mm, had fired on the deputy at the intersection, this individual had only one thing in mind, being violent. Said the sheriff, pointing out that the unidentified suspect had attempted to carjack at least two vehicles from the area, by 2.30pm, only the westbound lanes were closed, traffic was slowed down in the area through Monday evening. Ivy said the events leading to the shooting began about 7.45 a.m., Monday in Canaveral Groves where a car theft was reported, investigators said a motorist spotted two people on the side of the road and stopped to help, the two people carjacked the motorist, taking a black Dodge and leaving the helpful motorist behind, one of the suspects pointed a gun at them, Ivy said, obviously these individuals had evil in their heart, we don't know if they were stranded or if they used it as a ploy. Deputies searched for the car for several hours, about 1 p.m., a deputy spotted the car and called for the sheriff's office helicopter to assist with the search, the car was seen along State Road 524 and Interstate 95, the Dodge then went into Rockledge and Vieira before going north on U.S. 1 to Coco, at some point, the driver of the Dodge ended up traveling eastbound in the westbound lanes of State Road 520, the sheriff said. Deputies put out stop sticks, ripping through two of the vehicle's tires, one of the men in the car got out and attempted to carjack another motorist at a gas pump at a 7-Eleven convenience store, but the motorist resisted, Dixon then attempted to carjack two other vehicles, Ivy said a security officer saw the incident and intervened, he started to engage the suspect, said Ivy, Ivy said one of his deputies arrived and began confronting Dixon. It was then that the deputy fired at the armed suspect and injured Dixon, Ivy said, he was clearly armed and not only put our deputy's life at risk, but others as well, Ivy said, within moments, multiple sheriff's office sport utility vehicles were seen blocking off the highway and roped off the area adjacent to a 7-Eleven convenience store with yellow crime scene tape. Investigators were also attempting to find out what may have happened to the second person seen with Dixon, Ivy said. Dixon was also known to have an extensive criminal record, including burglary and drug arrests, according to a sheriff's release. 
the incident happened not far from First Baptist Church of Merritt Island, none of the area public schools were placed on lockdown. A traffic crash was also reported in the area, it was not immediately clear if the crash was connected to the shooting, the deputy has been placed on administration leave, a routine move during officer-involved cases such as shootings. From Pocatello, Idaho, the State Journal reports, a man faces life in prison after fighting with police, the incident occurred around 7.30 p.m., February 25th in the parking lot of the store's gas station on South Main Street in Pocatello, police said, the incident ended more than 20 minutes later after the suspect, Brett William Alsop, 29, of Pocatello, assaulted two Pocatello police officers, nearly gained control of one of the officer's pistols, and was subdued only after officers twice put him in a neck hold, police said, after Alsop was placed in handcuffs. A search of his vehicle by police uncovered a firearm as well as a significant amount of heroin, the incident began to unfold when a male Pocatello police officer pulled over Alsop, who was driving a green Ford Explorer with fictitious license plates, police said, during the traffic stop, the male officer observed a handheld torch consistent with drug use inside the center console of the SUV and a pair of brass knuckles on the back seat. Police said, the officer also learned Alsop was on parole until 2026 for previous felony robbery and drug possession convictions, though Alsop twice told the officer he was not on parole or probation, when the male officer told Alsop he was going to detain him and search his SUV, Alsop attempted to flee the gas station on foot, police said, the male officer grabbed the fleeing Alsop by his jacket and the pair fell to the ground at which point a physical altercation ensued and Alsop punched the officer in the face several times, police said, Alsop then grabbed the male officer's holstered handgun and unsuccessfully attempted to remove it, police said, at this juncture, a female Pocatello police officer arrived on the scene and attempted to subdue Alsop, who was on top of the male officer, the female officer placed up Alsop in a neck hold and he responded by rapidly standing up and flipping her over his body causing her to strike her head on the gas station parking lot's pavement, police said. Alsop then again attempted to flee the scene on foot and the female officer shot him once with a taser gun, which did not seem to have the desired effect, police said. Alsop continued his attempt to flee and the female officer again shot him with her taser gun, which temporarily slowed Alsop but did not halt him completely, police said. The male and female officers were both able to catch up to Alsop and another physical altercation ensued, this time the male officer put Alsop in a neck hold that caused Alsop to briefly lose consciousness, police said, Alsop was subsequently placed into handcuffs and transported to Portnuff Medical Center where he was medically cleared, he was then booked into the Bannock County Jail, neither of the Pocatello police officers involved in the incident with Alsop suffered serious injuries. During Alsop's medical examination at PMC, it was determined that none of the taser probes deployed by police during the altercation had penetrated his clothing, police said. During a search of Alsop's SUV after he was arrested, police found approximately 100 grams of heroin packaged into small individual baggies, an unloaded handgun with loose ammunition, another unknown substance believed to be some type of steroid two unopened 10 packs of hypodermic needles and other drug paraphernalia, police said, Alsop was charged with several felonies following the incident, including two counts of assault and battery upon a police officer, one count of assault on a police officer for attempting to remove his firearm, 
one count of trafficking heroin and one count of possessing a firearm illegally as a convicted felon, according to court records. Police spokesperson Trent Whitney says reaction time is a key factor in scenarios where police encounter a confrontational suspect. Moreover, Whitney says the suspect's police encounter are truly in control of what level of force police use to de-escalate or control the situation. We are not looking at going toe-to-toe -to -toe with a suspect, Whitney said. We will use a level of force that is slightly higher than the level suspects are showing, meaning a suspect is really the one who decides what level of force we will result to, Whitney added, in the situation earlier Tuesday. Had the suspect actually gotten control of the officer's handgun the use of force in that incident could be completely different. This is not a game of cat and mouse. These are very real-life situations that require officers to make decisions in a split second that determine if they get to go home to their families at the end of the night. If you don't want to end up in a situation where deadly force is used, then don't escalate it to that point. Alsop appeared last week in front of Judge Aaron N. Thompson at the Bannock County Courthouse for arraignment hearings on the five felony charges. Thompson set Alsop's bond at $125,000. Alsop is due back in court for a hearing where prosecutors will determine if there is enough evidence against him to take his case to trial. If convicted of the charges against him, Alsop faces no less than 20 years and up to life in prison. Alsop also faces no less than $25,000 and up to $255,000 in fines if convicted. This news brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.